Hey, this is Lori Brown, and you're listening to Breakfast Epiphanies. Today, I have a really cool guest by the name of David Drake. David Drake is the CEO of LDJ Capital. He has multiple, I'm talking about a stack of ICO projects that he has helped and advised, you know, on the outskirts of those projects. He spearheaded many huge efforts in uh, crowdfunding. He was actually one of the founding voices of the Jobs Act back in 2012. He literally is a pioneer of crypto. And so I'm excited to share with you our conversation that we had today. Enjoy. All is now being recorded. We have David Drake on the line. Hi, David. Hi, Lori. David, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to call in so we can talk. I want to ask you specifically about the project called Your Allowance. What can you tell our listeners about this project? Well, look, you know, as I got to meet the Euro Allowance team, I saw the passion and how hard they were working. But what also impressed on me was the long history of their honesty. Investors have been reaching out to me saying, look, Ola, we've been looking at Chris Butler and the team, and they've just been very forthcoming for the last six months, sharing what they're doing and keeping an honest uh, overview of what they want to do. And their view of what they want to do is impacting families, and basic values that I grew up with in Europe. You know, I came from a blue-collar family and moved to the U.S. So the team have very very well impressed on me, but also the fact they built the technology themselves at the budget of a shoestring. That really impressed on me. Right, right. Recently, your role went from being an advisor to something more direct. It seems like you've got your hands more involved. Can you tell us why? Well, yes. I mean, we spoke at length, and I really loved the impact of uh, message of the platform. You know, um, look, I'm from a blue-collar family from Europe, and I ended up in the U.S. making my millions and building my family office in New York. And we hosted tons of events, and people just get spoiled with the kind of access to opportunities in New York sometimes. And they, lo- they lose that, you know, family value that we grew up with for various reasons. Mm-hmm. It's competitive, different cultures. And, you know, the chores and the family values that are being induced by this solution is something that gives us structure again. You know, we leave our homes from our family members, and that structure might get lost in the noise and the amount of opportunities we have in Manhattan. Manhattan is specifically intense with events every single day, left and right. And it's yeah. hard for you to adhere to your old values. So I see him going back to basic with this and saying, let's stratify people with blockchain for chores and the family values you have in, in the house. And that was just beautiful. Right. It is. It's so simple even. I think of my own kid, and I'm thinking, you know, it's so hard sometimes to get them to take the garbage out. I just wish I had a smart contract. <laughs> we have been involved with, with social media platforms such as, for, uh, best of all worlds, which were formerly known as Small World, which was, you know, a social media platform built in 2004 for uh, the privilege to, or it's able to travel a lot and then to social network. They had also that kind of a reprimand system where they said, there's a certain way you should, you know, behave and conduct yourself when you interact with people online. And that's been lost over the last few years. And I think it's important what your allowance does, as well as another company, uh, companies do in the social media, give people structure and, you know, show them how to communicate and how to behave. You're right. There's definitely a need for some structure. How do we do this? The whole world is changing. And, you know, there's a lot of problems with the SEC. I think it's a really great thing to add structure to what is inevitable anyway. 
So I appreciate that. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the reputation of, of crypto in general. Because so you've been a face for a lot of years, and you've always been the good guy. You know, people see David Drake and they think, wow, there's a guy that I've seen on TV. And, and you always have such a great composure. You, you've been asked a lot of difficult questions. And how do you keep composure during all that? Well, look, if they're in the space, then, you know, I, you know, we just want to surround ourselves with positive people who are looking at the glass mm-hmm. half full. I mean, I had the luxury of lobbying Congress a year before the Jobs Act, April 5, 2012, was put into effect. And we were we owned the biggest conference business in that year, doing five conferences a month just on creating jobs, which was the seven underlying laws of the Jumpstart Startups Act. Consequently, we have that history of lobbying and working with SEC and FINRA for five years until those law was passed in, in fulfillment. Put in the time and put in the effort and then look at the positive things, side of things. Will there be a negative? Absolutely. We saw tons of people screaming fraud left and right, and I think we have more of that now than ever before in this space. And it's important that we don't sit here and be uh, behave reactively to it. I want to be proactive like we were in the Jobs Act. So we're deciding yeah. to go out there and start lobbying for uh, Congress. We're starting to go out there and go to the SEC meetings and start meeting with SEC and SINRA and go to the Hill to the finance committees in those meetings. And consequently, we're getting involved with the agencies out there who's going out there to be a self-regulatory organization, which was something I was able to create with the Crowdfunding Association in 2011-2012. You are actually one of those people that is changing the way that we do business. It's amazing. <laughs> so thanks. Yeah, it was one of my legacy opportunities, and, you know, I took a picture outside the SEC on April 20th, 2012, from the first meeting the crowdfunding association ever had. And now, you know, that is valuable for these ICO companies who's going to raise capital. You need to understand, what's the norm in this space? We've worked with so many ICOs. My biggest value is, I know what's normal. I can find out what people are doing as a mistake, and I know what they do well. And you really need somebody like us to help them out to say, well, out of the last 100, this is normal. This is what the most of them are doing. Let's explore that. And I think that's what's needed in this industry, guidance. And, and it's coming because you definitely have the experience. That's what's cool about you is that you're one of the only people, really, and this is a very small percentage of people that have any experience and can call themselves a, a veteran of, of the crypto industry. It's, it, you can't be most of the time because it's a brand new industry. So you really are one of the pioneers. Butler, the CEO of Your Allowance, he's, he got involved with Blockchain Exchange Commission. So, on, you know, I'm getting involved with that, too, and I think that might be one of those organizations out there who's trying to be for the mass market, Wall Street, and then the institutional investors who's getting more and more involved in this space, giving them a platform to look at regulation. So, as they evolve, I'm going to help you on that. So, I'm excited about that, too. Good. Yeah, that is exciting. That's the thing that's missing, I think, is the education part. People, you know, people are so caught up in the headlines about scams and this and that. It's like, you know, I think the missing ingredient is the difference between VC and, you know, the ICO world. It's not that there's a bunch of scumbags in ICO. It's that they're, they're kind of everywhere. They're a little bit of the of the population, but the education that's required and then the and the preparatory work that goes into being allowed to invest on on you know for the SEC's uh, you know regulations, those things they protect the people that are investing. The ones that are going into ICOs have no idea what they're doing yet, and I think that's where the problem is. So if we had some regulations where they had to go to some classes or at least had to be certified in some way in order to be allowed to invest, it might be a wise choice. 
But look, Korea did it interestingly enough, right? They're sending out syndicates. Uh, if you want to invest, you need to send that through syndicate. It gives a little more uh, super supervision and adult uh, uh, oversight. So hopefully the U.S. will come up with something similar because you're right. I mean, we're seeing so many companies out there raising millions, and then they just cut people off. They don't have governance yeah. or accountability. Yeah, so, you know. If the numbers are similar in, in already in VC, they say that 75 to 85 percent of the venture capitalism projects that come, you know, that get funded fail, and that's expected. It's a part of the projected results anyway. So it's not like it's that different in ICO projects. It's just that people aren't used to it yet. We just need to teach them a little bit more, I think. I think that it can be comparable, and once we get some education under the belts, I think everyone will be fine. Less scams will start popping up, and less people will be taken advantage of because they will have to know more before they can start. <laughs> yeah, I, I broke the news in Italy on a, a crowdfunding law in 2013 with an article on uh, in 2014, an article in Forbes. And the way they structured their crowdfunding was that if they had at least 5% invested by, by a significant investor, then they were allowed to do a crowdfunding platform. So wow. they set it up in a different way, saying you have a major investor in your business, and then you're allowed to do something. Maybe that's a solution for us, too, in the future, because there's no accountability for these ICOs. They take the money, and then half of the time, they're like, okay, now i got tons of money, and... I don't have the structure in place to have a board meeting to be accountable right. to, you know, right. take care of the people I said I was going to take care of. Interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting way to do it. So they have their skin in the game from the beginning. That's interesting. That's one way to – that's a good idea. <laughs> interesting. And, and, and honestly, you don't have to change the law. You don't have to change the law. You can just make sure that when you get involved in a project, there is somebody like that already in the team. Yeah. That's a very good idea. In fact, that's a great idea because then the people who have just a little bit in their pocket that they want to invest can, you know, because that's one thing people get worried about. Say, oh, I don't have, you know, this much in the bank and I, I still want to have a chance to, to make my small wallet grow. Why can't I? And, and if they're willing to be um, up to date on all of the, the current laws and if they're willing to learn and be educated enough to make a decision wisely, then they should be allowed to invest even if it's a small amount. So that's kind of a cool idea. I like the idea that the side of the, the people in business should maybe have a little more skin in the game. That's a great idea. Interesting. Okay, so I'm, I just want to really quickly, um, you know, so that the listeners know who you are, just state your name and what project we're talking about again. Yes, my name is David Drake, and we're talking about yourallowance.com. Right, and David Drake, I really appreciate your time today. You're, in my opinion, you're like a star, so I'm sort of star-stricken star <laughs> at the moment. Um, so thank you for your time, and there's so many more things I would love to talk with you about, but we'll have to do it next time. Well, thank you very much, and you're too kind. I'm keeping my <laughs> head down, and I'm doing my work, and I'm surrounding myself with positive and good people. You're a good man. Okay, thank you so much. Keep working. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Breakfast Epiphanies with Lori Brown. That was David Drake, and we talked about your allowance. It's a project that I will put a link to in the commentary or in the description, depending on where you found this episode. I must disclose, I'm not an attorney and I'm not a financial professional, so this is not advice. It's only opinion. 
However, I also have to tell you that I have a direct interest in the success of the project called Your Allowance because my family is involved. We are a part of the creators. So I wanted to just let you know, I think it's legally required that I let you know too, that I have a, I have a vested interest in, in this uh, success of the project. You should check it out.